Welcome to the Questionable to Return podcast, where three lifelong friends discuss Wisconsin sports and more. You have not heard my voice because I'm so confused. And it Look at that. Just oh, my boring. God. Look I'll, at that. On to the it's game. Like a, that it, is it's really a, bad. It's a bubbler of blood. Look at that right now. It looks oh like a horror God. film. Yeah. <laughs> I do. I run. I run like T one thousand with my with my hands with my hands straight. Pete, Pete runs. I like run he's with air uh, punch. Yeah. <laughs> oh, just smash karate just chop. Karate chop. <laughs> Electric all the time. Phones that had snake on it and could send text messages <laughs> oh, yeah. before we got the bill. But ten cents a message that parents would get so angry. Oh, yeah. we so all angry. had we all had pagers. Now here's your hosts, Andy, Mike, and Pete. Hey everybody and welcome back to the Questionable to Return podcast. Glad to have you back. As always, I'm Andy with my compadres, Mike. Hi everybody. And Pete. Hey, howdy, hi. How's everybody doing today? Good, mostly good. Bucks just had a a down game. Really disappointing. A little disappointing there. I feel like the, the let it fly is run... Run a little cold. Yeah, I guess we, we can get into a little more detail, but they just have some games where shots are not falling, and they seem to just not have any other way to uh, uh, to win. Just keep shooting those no. threes, and I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I'm, I have some concerns about the Bucks now. I was going to lay some coin down for this game with... Uh I know the last podcast we talked about, I was going to get a little bit into sports gambling, but my funds just got available from Coinbase. Well, that's probably a good thing because I... Yeah, I would have lost. Yeah. Yep, definitely would have lost. I think uh, the Bucks seem like one of those teams, you bet them at home, and I don't know if I would trust them on the road. So yeah, there's five and six on the road, I think, so... Yikes. I think there's only two Eastern teams, East teams that are uh, actually have a winning record on the road. Toronto, Indiana, three. And, and now Boston, the Boston, right? because Boston is on a seven-game winning streak. Yep. They're so much for the slump at the beginning. They're figuring out how to play together. Yeah. The trick is that uh, Gordon Hayward's leg is going to be sideways for a while and <laughs> rely on the other guys to score. So, I mean, as we're recording this, Toronto is, I think they're in Golden State? Yeah, I yeah. believe they so are. So, they're in Golden State in the fourth quarter. It's about to wrap up, but they're up by t- over 20. Without Kawhi. Without Kawhi. And Draymond Green's back. Yeah, that's surprising. Uh, Toronto seems to be holding down the best lead, team in the league. Lead in East. And, like, it's hard to argue against that right now except for we we beat them twice yeah so got that going for us i guess still up 20 and they lost uh valentunas yeah to, uh, dislocated thumb yeah that was gruesome so Did you hear about that i i heard them say it uh as i came in i didn't see it though yeah he looked to be in pain he was rolling around screaming they covered up his hand right away when the trainers got to it i probably want to see this now if i like watching guys Bloody head faucets. I probably will like seeing between, between thumb the, coming off <laughs> between the bloody head faucets and what Alex Smith's leg getting bent sideways. Oh, poor Alex Smith too. I heard he's got an infection yeah, there. Infection. Yeah, he's gonna. He's got a long road ahead of him. 
Yeah, I hope we haven't seen Godspeed, the last. Godspeed, sir. Of, hope we haven't Godspeed. seen the last of him. I gotta gotta give a apology out there to all of our fans. Uh-oh. I said the A word last week, and it it set off a lot of alarms and stuff. So, you know, Alexa. Oh. I heard oh. of a couple people's Alexa <laughs> went off awesome. when I said, "Hey Alexa." So, well, now I just you did just, it again. Now you just hey said Alexa. It more times. So it's hey like, Alexa. This, "Hey Alexa, listen to the Questionable to Return podcast." There you go. Hey Alexa, subscribe to the Questionable to Return podcast. That's genius. Let's put this in every episode. Hey Alexa, <laughs> five star rating to the Questionable to Return podcast. So we we did it, guys. Taking care we're, of it. We're famous now. This is actually, I think, how Skynet starts. I'm <laughs> pretty the, sure. In the last Terminator movie. That sounds about right. I should know. I run like T1000, apparently. Yeah. Well, we got to correct your, your running. Oh, and no. correct. I got to correct you guys. Oh, uh, I thought the corrections department I'd, was gone. So can I do the T1000 comment real quick? Mm-hmm. So, what, so I didn't know if my wife actually listened anymore, um, but she actually made a quote. As we're watching, we're rewatching Criminal Minds mm-hmm. on Netflix. Um, it's our going to sleep show. Nothing like having great dreams after watching Criminal Minds. But anyway, well, wait, I I actually fall asleep to Prometheus every night. So uh, not the, I don't know. So we're not alone then. I wonder why I have like creepy dreams. But anyway, <laughs> but what was interesting is I can't remember the character, but it's one of the FBI agents did like a hood slide. But before that, she was running down the street and she was doing a T one thousand. Run and she quoted you, Mike. <laughs> she said, "Running like T one thousand? Yes, wow. yes. So stop, get out hey. of my brain, criminal minds. <laughs> it was well, no, my, I'm saying Monica said that. Oh, okay. she's like, he's like, oh man, that the lady's running down the street like T one thousand. It's just, it's the smartest, most aerodynamic way to run. <laughs> I don't know why you'd run any other way. Said for, hitting, I don't know people. how. You, I feel like being slow. I, I don't know. Hitting people in the I'll, jewels? All I remember... I bet you it's like 50-50 how people run, though. I, all I remember is T-1000 ran like that, and he did catch up to the police car. <laughs> it wasn't <laughs> the did. fact that he was a robot. No. Well, he, uh, he he's programmed to know how to be perfectly aerodynamic. That's why he runs like that. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Smarter and than a, humans. And on that note, correct us, Pete. Let's get to corrections, fellas. All right. All right, Andy, talking about the 98 Vikings. I know, I know. I don't know which kicker is which. <laughs> the field goal. You Nobody said, cares about him. You said Mortensen. <laughs> I did. <laughs> I, was, I, had, I, I was thinking had, of the dude from uh, ESPN. I actually yeah, had Chris, a couple people Chris say, like, who's Mortensen? <laughs> I, um, I get Drew going for it. So, yeah, I think you meant I combined Mort- Morton and Anderson together, but that's his brother, right? Now it's going to be another correction. Rela- all right, related. so they're not related, they're so we're going to go right there. But they were played at the same time. We'll put it that way. Yes, because they yeah. were the kickers in that game. I believe Gary Anderson's foreign. I think he's South African. Sounds about right. Yeah, so I don't, don't, think, don't write me hate mail. I don't think they're brothers. Out there, but, but yes, Gary, yes, I did screw that up. Gary Anderson was the one who missed that kick. But the funny right. thing is, he had not missed a kick all season. I know. And, <laughs> and it was he missed perfect in the NFC Championship game. How in, perfect. In a dome. Sorry, Vikings. I, I listened to that back. And I'm like, this is going to be on corrections. <laughs> that was his first miss of the season. You say that? 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you should try listening sometime. Yeah, no. Oh. <laughs> I just blacked out right there. And on that note, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Mike, you yeah. said Philbin had the highest win percentage in Packers history. Yeah. Which right? he does. Yeah. yeah. 1-0. All right. Yeah, but not in NFL history. Oh, he was <laughs> coached for the Dolphins. For the Dolphins, yeah. I should remember that. It was even hard knocks. I completely yeah. <laughs> blanked on that when we were talking about him. He was a really, really boring character on Hard Knocks. Yeah. Probably yeah, one of the was. worst in show history. Yeah. No personality there. Not good for, for Hard Knocks. Not like Hugh Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> Baby Huey. All right. I said uh, Guile does an uppercut move in Street Fighter 2. Mm-hmm. He has a somersault kick. Mike posted that on Twitter. Yeah. So, you should have known this. Ryu and Ken. And I, I started to say Ryu, and then you started talking, and, and, and I that, just went with it. So, so I feel like Pete's not owning this. I believe he's shedding blame. Guy yeah. was my, one of my favorites, so you I'm, even I'm know very mo- disappointed. Y- he's one of your favorites? You don't even know what moves he does. Yeah. Am I even saying his name right? Guile. Uh, <laughs> you should remember that in the Street Fighter movie, oh, he was played movie. by oh my God. Jean-Claude Van Damme. Yes. And of course, Jean-Claude Van Damme would play a guy of who's course. known for somersault for, kicks, for not kickings, yeah. not uppercut punches. So now no. it makes perfect not, sense. It does. It does. Yeah. Favorite favorite uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme movie. Come on, you got one, right? Uh, you can't even think of one. What's the one where he's like a homeless man and they hunt him? <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah, that one. Hard hard to kill. <laughs> uh, kill. The one I like. I think he's like. Twins or something? It's like double, uh, what is it? Double trouble? Double. Is it the one Dennis Rodman? Oh, yeah, he's a favorite John Claude Van Damme movie. None of us even know any of them. Double right. double team? Double team, yes. That's with Dennis Rodman, right? No. No, I don't think so. It's with himself. Oh, it's like I'm twins. It, it's Dennis Rodman. That's crazy. Is it Dennis Rodman? It's Dennis Rodman. All right, whatever. On ha- to correction. Hard oh, target. We get to say my favorite? Hard target. No. I think that's my favorite. Oh, my gosh. Well. Okay, I'll go ahead. Nope. Well, no, no, who you got? Expendables 2? No, mine was going to be going back to my, what, pre-adolescent or adolescent youth, like 1994, I think it was, I think it was Time Cop, but it was, a, it was a show that was on, or it was on like HBO or Showtime, After Dark, and there's, there's a scantly scene with a less than dressed young John lady. John Claude Van Damme? No, young lady, and oh. that's why I like it because it's my favorite movie, not okay. because he's in it. But, but that's what know, I remember I, from my childhood. I can't. This is embarrassing. I actually have one that I've seen a hundred times and I completely forgot about it. Bloodsport. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's a good one. Yeah, I used to watch it all the time as a kid. I can't believe Universal that. Soldier. Block that one out. I didn't let you guys prepare for that one. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. So. All right. That's it though for corrections, right? We're perfect. No, we're, oh, we're no. still moving here. We're still moving. Oh, we gotta no. we gotta spend some time on this. We didn't have corrections what last about Cyborg? Week, so. Cyborg, what? Jean-Claude Van Damme movie. Cyborg? I, I honestly don't... I don't know why I brought that up. I know none of them except for the one with Dennis Robin <laughs> <Yeah>. and Expendables. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get back into you. Mike, you said uh, you're not sure if Jimmy Graham is back next year. Just to clarify, uh, Packers would have over $7 million in, in dead money if they cut him. Um, the out in the contract comes after next season. Where there would be three point six million of dead cap money, so he's he's going to be back. It's yeah, not, it's not really worth it to cut him and eat no. seven million dollars. Hey, so. maybe maybe after eighteen months they can actually build a rapport together and he can catch up. Yeah, maybe maybe they can figure it out. 
Andy, uh, Rodgers would have been six passes short of the record if he would have thrown that interception to Deion Jones, the one that hit him right in between the the numbers. He threw. To be fair, the pass that beat the record was the Cobb touchdown. Correct. Oh, so I got confused, or at least. I was not considering that one. I kind of forgot about that one. Okay. There was an interception almost, I think almost, almost by Jones, too, after the Cobb touchdown on the next series, because I think they went, like, four and out. They The Packers defense held the Falcons to four and out, punted, got the ball back. I think it was, like, the second throw. Anyway, Jimmy Graham did not go back towards the ball, and I think Jones jumped the route, and he dropped it on that one as well. So that was what I, I was. I probably missed that one because I was getting a big sandwich. Good. I'm glad. That's one of our. I would have done it too. With twenty, what was it? Twenty seven to seven yeah. at that point. That's yeah. one of our favorite game day meals. Is just buy a whole you bunch of lunch meat and cheese, roast beef on top of yeah salami on top of ham on top of turkey with yeah. five different kinds of cheeses. <laughs> yeah, I mean you can't go wrong. You just put some ranch, right. some oil, some oh man, some Colby. Oh, we could chatter. We could have a different food podcast. Yeah, that was actually that was suggested a uh, questy category. <laughs> <laughs> Us game day food, <laughs> game which, day which food. I think would be really interesting for the listeners to try to vote on that one. Yeah, Ooh, that'd be tough. What is what is the super fans' favorite game day food? And they'll be random. Yeah, I, there's a lot of them though. Taco Taco Dip's been our staple. Taco Dip's a real staple for our Sundays. I, I feel like think. sandwiches has been a go-to for a while. Sandwiches are good of making big sandwiches. How about but, Kringle? Kringles show up a lot. Kringles, yeah. I'm trying to not eat Kringle for a while. Ice coffee? I, oh. Ice co- it's been ice coffee and vegetables with dip lately. Yeah. yeah. That's a good one. I think we've just, we've kind of moved on from beer. Yeah. Yeah. The thing is, I get too sleepy with beers. I Very have, sleepy. I sit with, you know. My gut does not do well with beer anymore. Next, I can tear one off like one or two days a week, but. Especially Bloody yeah. Marys. That's That's my drink now is Bloody Marys. Especially if but. I'm wearing a nice, you know, comfy sweatshirt, the heat's on, sitting on a couch, I have a couple beers <laughs> and <laughs> I'm asleep by halftime. <laughs> Where we go to watch the games, there's usually a space heater that's on like 80 <laughs> for some reason. Yeah, I don't know why. Nice, nice and comfy. Apparently packing a bunch of dudes Gotta into sleep. a room doesn't uh, warm it up room. enough. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, guys, let's not analyze NBA trades anymore. Let's just stay away. This is it's just not a good idea. And okay. is that because uh we were unaware of the Ted Stepien rule? Yeah, it, there's a lot to it. We could go through a whole that that's week you... of talking about <laughs> finances for the NBA and and trades and exceptions and salary rules cap rules and, and luxury curry tax rules and, and rose rules and yeah. bird rights and yeah, There's so much stuff. I will say the the NBA is I think it's by far the hardest to right. understand all the uh like minutia of you know what they're talking about with cap room mm-hmm. and trade exceptions and all of that kind of stuff. There's it's a hard. YouTube guy that actually does a halfway decent job of trying to yeah, explain I watched all that. Him. It, it, Maybe we can get him on the podcast one day yeah. and just be like, "Hey, can we do the salary cap segment for the NBA?" I, I mean, could, generally, it's it's not too difficult, but there are, like, certain rules that teams use a lot, but I've never heard of this one until now. So I, it's, I don't know how GMs keep that stuff straight. Like, seriously. Like, just when you think you're going smooth, whatever else, there's, like, some random rule. That's why I've heard uh, some uh All because Brooklyn couldn't. <laughs> 
handle their draft <laughs> yeah. picks. I've heard some franchises, yeah, that the whole like coach GM role is just not not even a possibility because I think that's just way too much work for each job to have both to try to because I think uh, was Doc Rivers doing both? I don't know how many coaches even do both, but I'll I'll be the MLB uh, cap expert if you guys want. You, know, you uh, can have at it. All right, here's how MLB works. Do whatever you want. <laughs> right. There you go. All you have to do is hire Jonah Hill, right? And then <laughs> yeah. you, you got it. You got your guy. That's what general manage, managers do. It's a quality movie. I like that. Good one. Good pull. All right. Um, our last one is Mike, me and you. Mm-hmm. We uh, tried to guess on who Lopez was, guard, was guarded by, and we were totally wrong. It was actually Danny Green. So that's why Andy thought it was a taller guy, because yeah. Danny Green is about six inches taller than Fred Van Vliet. Yeah. yeah. So, but, but, st- but still about six six to seven yeah. inches shorter. Yeah, but Lopez still had enough size. You would think he would try to back him down. Yeah, you would think not. so. It's pretty awesome, though. NBA.com has... You can watch every single shot. Yeah, I'm a yeah, big, is, I'm a big so fan I of I actually was able to sight. pick out that shot and watch it. But he has a lot of fadeaway. He does. I was, I was looking. He, he does. does. He does have a lot of fadeaway jumpers. So annoying. And he loves to shoot threes as he shot 12 tonight. He Splash Mountain, not Splash. Dunk Mountain. No, right. that's true. <laughs> Those are my corrections, fellas. Good luck, Nick, this week. So moving on to some of the questionable comments in our, in our fan mailbag. So I was actually reached out to by a common friend, I think, of, of all of ours, friend of the podcast, we'll say, uh, guy by the name of Paul from our childhood. I think Pete and I play with him quite a bit between the different sports and uh, uh, I was, I was on, you as well? I was on the Union Grove A's with Paul back when we were in, I think, Pee Wee League Baseball. Yeah, so, was he was he was he dominant then too? Yeah, he's probably the best player on the team. Yeah, it's good. We defeated him, I think, in the World Series, in the White Sox versus Rangers. He pitched. I remember that. <sighs> I, me- I remember that anymore. you guys had a better team than us, but but we uh, we ended up winning. Anyway, go ahead. So he was on our team. What? No. Oh, he was on your team. He's on. No, he was on your team. So I'm saying he was on like all right, my team. Yes, you were the Rangers. I was on the White yes. Sox. And, oh man, we apparently terrible. nobody can rem- remember if they oh, played with you mean, Paul. Oh, oh except I got for you. me. Yeah, I was thinking. I was I was thinking like the Tigers when I was from when Mr. Mike over here played that era. Oh, sorry. And that was like several years later. Sorry about yeah, that. Yeah, we did. We sorry everyone. I, I memory wanna, lane is is little. I want to send my apologies out to Randy Johnson. Coached you guys, son Ryan. He was my coach, not the big unit, not the base, not that baseball player, right? Different one, but yeah, he was the coach. He was your guys' coach, right? No, he was the coach of my. Oh, he was on my team. Man, I'm losing it. (laughs) What is going on, Ryan? No, Randy. (laughs) All I remember is Randy was our coach. Yeah, so I'm saying, so I apologize to him. Oh, Randy, because not not Randy Johnson. We we were Randy Ward. Ward. Yeah, he was. (laughs) He was far superior. Like we had a far superior team. All I remember is the like the scrimmage we were gonna have. It was almost like you guys were set up that way, like it was magically put together. No, 
No. <laughs> okay, no. that's debatable. Anyway. No. Anyway, we were number one, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> okay. Back to all, back to Paul. Uh, all I remember is hitting <laughs> twelve home runs that year. Yeah, I bet you a couple times I played catcher, and uh, we had a scrimmage. Yeah, but I was going to say this. So the scrimmage we had to sleep over at your house. Yeah, we stayed up way too late. Way too late. Way we were watching. We were watching the clumps. I think watching the clumps, drinking Jolt Cola. <laughs> Jolt Cola. Yeah. Was that was that before Double Seven or after? Uh, I had to be during. Because I remember I, I remember those those sleepovers too. Yeah, 007 nights are great. Oh, those were fantastic. Yeah. So, yeah, so we go and scrimmage. I hit two two home runs off you guys in a scrimmage. Yeah, I bet you. And, yeah, you you nailed them. It was one off a ward. Like 320 or something. Say so one off a <laughs> Randy. Grade. One off of Adam. Yeah. I believe. Yep. So I remember that now. But, yeah, we had a really good team. So, I mean, Paul was probably our best pitcher. He was. By he was far. lefty, right? Are you sure? Okay. Pretty sure. I don't know. You're confused tonight, so, so I am very confused tonight. <laughs> we'll correct it's a little you. bit late, but if Paul, <laughs> we'll go to Baseball Reference and look all this up. So okay. Paul, Paul's a frequent <laughs> listener. Loves what we're doing. Gives us gives us kudos, and I promised him a shout out tonight, so I'm giving him a shout out. If he is, I'm pretty sure he's not a lefty, but if I'm wrong, please think please please write in and let us know. But he was a phenomenal athlete. He was on our basketball traveling team, even though he went to a yeah. different the Christian school here in town. I don't know. What could have been if he would if have he been would have on, on our, our high school? school? Between we had a pretty good basketball team. Between us, yeah. Between all of us, and then you had. I mean, let's say he came our junior year. TJ with TJ Quinlan. Talk about Splash Mountain. Man, I sat the bench. Minus the anyway, mountain, but so. Splash. That guy could shoot threes like crazy. Yeah, man, that that was good. Good team. Yeah. Well, thanks for listening, Paul. It's been a while. Don't forget what? to send us questions because we need them. Yeah. So uh, one other thing I wanted to mention is the Questy Awards. We are taking submissions for those. Cue up the Questy music. Yeah. So far we have, <laughs> uh, I think we have four categories that are for sure Locked going to in. be in there. Yeah. Locked and loaded. Free agent signing of the year, rookie of the year, win of the year, along with athlete of the year. And Nick from Bethlehem, PA has been sending in <laughs> not sure nonstop. We sure it's PA? Yeah, it's Bethlehem PA. Okay. Uh, he has been sending in them by the dozen. By the dozen, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, it's, He's it's, even sending in audio. I've got a yeah. baker's dozen there, yeah. guys. Uh, he's probably sent in a good 40. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, about 40. So if anyone yeah, else I, wants to I do love the sound drops when really he's good. out taking his dog out for a walk. Yeah, he even he even records ideas he has while walking his dog. <laughs> Note <laughs> to self. And just sends us the audio. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, keep those coming. We'll I think by probably by Sunday night when we record, we'll have them actually all Hopefully we'll all have finalized. a good, good amount. So def- definitely questionableturn.com slash mailbag if you want to reach us out there. Or any of the social media platforms. As long as it's Facebook or Twitter, hashtag QTR Awards is the best way to let us know if you have any suggestions. So moving on from from the comments from the fans, let's go with some quick sports news. Um, we'll go around the horn a little bit. Uh, MLB winter meetings are heating up. Um, there's some interesting stuff coming out of Brewers camp. There's some quotes from... The GM David Stearns, what do you got from first there, Pete? 
So yeah, David Stearns has kind of went on Twitter and uh, said a couple things about the team and that how agents are now contacting them for uh, their free agent to come to That's the good team. To hear. Yeah, so he said it means a lot that uh, the culture they've created, Craig and the staff have instilled in the club's out, clubhouse. It's a positive one. He said we said it all year. You guys saw it all year. They have fun. The players have fun. Generally, generally, genuinely enjoy being together and playing together. And the winning is, of course, attractive too. So, yeah, yeah it's kind of interesting though. Um, they've had a couple talks, from what I've heard, like Wilson Ramos, Ian Kinsler, have been kind of mentioned. I did see that that Japanese prospect kind of pop up a little bit for the Brewers, um, but. I think news came around that I didn't see the Brewers mentioned, but uh, so there are there are some interesting names being tossed around for the Brewers. Uh, mostly, probably second base would probably be the one that I'm I'm thinking would happen. Yeah, but but you definitely like to see that that guys that you know if you're looking for a contending team and a place that seems fun to play, Milwaukee on that list. That's not usually not the case. Shabby. So we'll take that. Uh, I know there's already been. Kind of a flurry of moves more recently. Yeah, um, a lot of the starting pitchers have been the guys who have signed. So it'll be interesting to see what we do there. But we did, uh, we did sign Jimmy Nelson to a one-year deal. Right, avoided arbitration, but not not giving him anything beyond just one year. I right, guess. still got to see with that injury. They they, he, they do say that he's like at full health pretty much. He's throwing fine. Yeah, he has so we'll missed see. a lot of time. Yeah, missed a lot of time. So yeah, Toronto released Troy Tulowitzki. So I think like thirty-eight million. He's, they still have to pay him. Yeah. So he could be signed pr- probably at league minimum because he's already making thirty-eight million this next year. So that yeah. would be an interesting signing, not for the Brewers. I don't know about for for any team though. Uh, another big one was Philly signed Andrew McCutcheon to a three-year deal, and then the Royals signed Billy Hamilton. Billy Hamilton was kind of a guy I was I was personally targeting because. Just felt like he could play a lot of positions, could fill that second base position too, shortstop, center field, I believe. So steal a hundred bases, right? You let him run. Interesting thing though is uh, the big free agents: Harper, Kluber, Pollock, Krim- Kimbrel, and Machado, still not signed. Not a lot of news coming out of their their fronts. I heard heard Kimbrel is looking for a huge contract though. So yeah, I heard like the Brewers were kind of rumored or linked to the. The Craig Kluber trade, so I know the the Dodgers are obviously in the mix, and there's also a package that the Yankees are putting together. I think the Dodgers would be interesting because I think they're trying to package you still you still Puig as part of it because I think they want to get some help in the outfield. Um, I think the Brewers package includes a lot of young guys, and one of them included Corey Ray as a I'd, potential. I'd be okay with getting rid of him, Corey Ray, and Corey Hart. Yeah, uh, sure. Uh, I wouldn't have to worry <laughs> about it anymore, but. I've heard though the Mets might have gotten cold feet about trading like Syndergaard. Uh, I, any package though that didn't mean giving up Keston Hiera would be perfectly fine with me because we have enough outfielders we could get rid of Ray. But if if we don't make a trade, uh, starting pitching is starting to get picked over. I know, you know they're obviously the big name guys. Patrick Corbin signed, Nathan Eovaldi signed, but then just recently like Charlie Morton already signed. Uh, Garrett Richards, so it's down to, I guess, uh, Dallas Keuchel's like the biggest name left. It'd be interesting to see what he gets, but otherwise I think the Brewers probably just go the bargain route and pitching again. 
Yeah, it'd be kind of interesting. Like I said, that, that Kluber trade seems kind of interesting because it was uh, he's under contract for three more seasons at a pretty pretty team friendly. I think he's due seventeen million, seventeen and a half million, eighteen million over the next respectively over the next three years. So I mean, that would be interesting, or even like the Syndergaard that was kind of rumored. Yeah, that kind of money that's not bad for right. a guy who's you know a Cy Young winner. So we'll see. Should be interesting stuff coming up over the next few days, week. So in other news, the NBA announced their earned edition jerseys. You guys know what this means? I do. <laughs> I just heard I about this just now. Was, so yeah. was this not so announced earlier? Teams that made the playoffs from the previous season get another edition of their city edition jersey, pretty much. So they've earned another edition, I guess. Uh, the Bucks showed off theirs, and it's pretty much the same design, but different colors. <laughs> Much better color palette. Much better Butter, color palette. Yeah. So it's it's just kind of commemorating the 1970s and 1990s uh, run of good teams. Yeah, so. I like this one so much more than that other yellow. Oh, my God, it's so much better, yeah. Yeah, and the the multiple shades of green kind of work, just having that on the shoulder, not on mm-hmm. the whole jersey. Yeah, right. Yeah, I like it. I haven't seen, though, did they show what the shorts look like? <laughs> the shorts are... Uh, they had just have like the two greens okay. on the bottom so. because some and of them there's, a red, of there's a red trim too, so it's the same like three color tier. Yeah. So it's the dark green, the light green, and then the red little trim around the bottom. Yeah, because some of what I didn't like on those other ones was the shorts also had blue on them, in addition to right. yellow, green, yeah. red, and it just it was too much going on. It was. Can't have all four of like the you know most common colors on no, um, right. one jersey unless you're so, unless you're Ethiopia, right? So this jersey, I think they'll wear it four times during the year, I believe, and they will start wearing it Christmas Day against the Knicks. Andy, does your son still want a Giannis jersey for Christmas? Yeah, I think he has Santa for the the yellow one. Can you be talked into this one? <laughs> Is it I don't too know. Late? <laughs> what are, what are Is it too late? This I one's wonder, so I wonder, much nicer. <laughs> I think it's going to be interesting to see if if Santa brings him the other one. Anyway, <laughs> by, any, by mistake, and he, and he wears that one, and then he watches the Bucks on Christmas Day, <laughs> only to see him with the new one. So yeah, just looking online at the at the rest of them, uh, of course Miami wins again. Basically, Miami just, Miami, Miami had Miami's just drilling. They had just black. The they had black <laughs> last time, right? Now it's just now the actual it's jersey's pink. pink. The whole jersey's so pink. Awesome. It is. It That's going to be bright on TV. Yeah, <laughs> I can't imagine what the court's going to be like. With a little teal and black trim, I like that. I like most of them. I think uh, a I lot like, of these. I don't like Cleveland. I think Nick from Bethlehem would like that one. You don't like Cleveland? I don't know. I don't get Cleveland at all. <laughs> uh, the Spurs one just looks like it's dirty. Yeah. It's, it's got just, that camel, right? Yeah, but yeah, it's, digital camel. it's like it's not defined enough. It just looks like a white. Isn't that OKC's normal jersey? Yeah, OKC's <laughs> just looks <laughs> the same. Yeah, some of these are kind of boring, but. Anyway, I think the Bucks the Bucks did well. Good job, Bucks. Yeah, improve. So as long as we're talking about the Bucks, they had two games since our last podcast. They split. They won at home against Cleveland. And then they lost at Indiana. The game against uh, Cleveland was no Giannis, but they still dominated uh, that game, which is nice to see. Uh, that's one thing I was looking for with 
you know, the box is, I want to just create kind of a winning culture where even when guys have nights off, you still see you the still team. You still can cover them, yeah. You see that with Toronto. Like, they they haven't missed a beat some of these games. Like we were saying before with Kawhi Leonard out, they're going into Golden State and dominating. So that was a nice win for the Bucks. Yeah, that was a, that was a good win. I think I think we got to kind of talk about the Pacer game, though. That was that's kind yeah. of a letdown. And it kind of goes back to how bad all these teams are playing on the road. Yeah. I, I don't I mean you would kind of hope to go 500 anyway. They are 5 and 6. It's early in the season. But the one thing that's worrying me and I want your guys' opinion is Chris Middleton. So he's struggling in his last 6 games. Oh, oh of 7 right. tonight from 3 yeah, point. Yeah, oh of 7. So in his last 6 games he's 30% from the field goal range. His career he's 45%. 34% from 3 point, 61% from three free throws. Uh, and he's averaging 11 points per game. Yeah, his whole game seems to be off. So add that to 20, I think they were shot like 24% from three-point land. Yeah. Everybody else is shooting bad. Uh, there was nobody, and they kind of just stopped Giannis. They found a way to to control him. But Middleton, what do you guys think? Are you guys worried about this little stretch? or it, His shooting just looks so bad. I am a little worried. I mean, I was expecting Middleton to be the second best player on this team, and really, I would say it's been Bledsoe. And I believe you believe you mean the Blood Show. The Blood Show, and Middleton is in just such a funk right now. Right. I don't know if I can really remember him shooting this poorly. I would think he'll turn it around just based on his you know career numbers, but it's really weird to see how many just wide open threes he's just missing. It's like. It's like there's just a lid on the basket. He cannot get anything to go down. And it's weird, like from the first part of the season, how he would just like step back, jumper three, like and just nail everything. And then now all of a sudden it's not like he was hurt or anything. Or maybe he is hurt. Like I don't I don't get what is going on in his head. There's also the 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 game where uh, Coach Bud benched him right. late in the game against the Knicks, and then he missed the next game for, for personal, personal reasons. reasons. So and that kind of that was the start so, of it, actually. This so six we don't game stretch. So we don't know what's going on. And with that's that, true. When they say a guy is out for personal reasons, I don't need to know why. I mean, just because they're uh, athletes and public figures, not everything has to be out there. So I don't know what's going on in his life if they're. If he had to go be with family or right. what's going on, and none maybe, of our business, of yeah. Course, so. so maybe he is just distracted by something else off the court. Yeah. I guess what's interesting too is, I mean, you also you guys have both mentioned that coach's decision. Connaughton's got him in the same boat. He's been struggling. Like he got he got the night off. Coach's decision on that Monday game against uh, the Cavaliers. Um, so he's been struggling. I think they wanted to give him a day off just to kind of get his mind right. I'm not sure. I mean, this is. I think we're just kind of in that that rut of the season. Hopefully, we can find our way out of it. And also, I think uh, that can cure the ills, like another game against Cleveland. Yeah, we do get to go right back, but now on the road. Uh, George Hill also, and you know, he saw 13 and then 22 minutes. So that's some of maybe why, like uh, Connaughton and DiVincenzo not playing tonight, is maybe he is just gonna go with uh, the more proven guy and try to get George Hill worked so, into. I guess it's good that we picked him up. I mean, if 
if Middleton's going to struggle, Conson's kind of struggling. It's good to have that Hill option off the bench now. That does put a lot of pressure then on Giannis and Blood Blood Show, the Blood Show, to kind of carry the team because Brockton's been mostly good. He was off tonight, but uh, the whole whole team was off. He was good against the Cavs. Indy played really well. Yeah, defensively, they they just looked really good. So that it, it's kind of concerning, I guess. Where do, where do you put the Bucks right now in in the East? Where do you guys think? Are you, are you still sticking with four seed, three seed? Would I, I mean twenty five games in? It's a pretty good chunk. Well, I just think they're like two seed in the East. I mean, I still think behind Toronto. I still think you. I I still take them in a series against. Though the Celtics are getting hot. I still take them in a seven seven game series. I take them still over Philly in a seven game series. So you'd go Toronto one, Bucks two. How would you rate or rank the Sixers, Celtics, and I think you put the Pacers in there. You got to no? put the Pacers. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. I mean, huh. I I kind of bring this up because Stephen A. Smith, of course, said <laughs> it's just the Celtics number one and the Raptors. Right. I mean, I, I think the Celtics come after them. I think Celtics are the three coming on strong. Celtics just have so much talent. Very, it's hard. Yeah, lots of talent. So and I, I think once they get they figured out of what their what their good lineup is actually going to be, a lineup that can actually get them get them solid minutes and, and get solid production and consistently production. I think that'll be they'll make them a little more dangerous coming later on in the year. They just remind me of kind of like what Cleveland used to do. They'd use, you know, they just stick around for a little bit right. and they turn it on at the end of the season to. and well, go to the finals. And the Celtics do have. To make some adjustments, just based on uh, when they had success last year, it was no Kyrie know, and no, no Kyrie. Hayward. Like Terry Rozier was running the yeah. show and playing really well at point guard. They had to, you know, get used to being back to Kyrie, and then yeah, Hayward it completely changes things. Right? Yeah, he's coming off the bench now, I believe. Yeah, he just yeah, he's he, not back. he hasn't looked right. When I've watched some Boston games, you can just tell he's not the same Gordon Hayward. He even. This is going back to earlier in the season. I noticed a couple times he got the ball and he was he seemed hesitant to like drive or anything. Like he'd have a lane to drive. I don't know, you get an injury like that, I'd be a little nervous yeah, too until yeah. you get that confidence back. So it might take a half a season for them. I will say the one team in here that I just I don't completely believe in is Philadelphia. I don't either. For whatever reason, I can't quite like talk myself into them being like too scary of a team one is that they have Ben Simmons who's a great player but he really can't shoot at all he doesn't even attempt threes he's also a bad free throw shooter he shoots right. like in the 50 for for a guy who's technically a guard even though he's 6'10 and then <laughs> Embiid is he's good com- he's complaining about but, his yeah. stretch five position now and Embiid he's always got the injury concern yeah. plus he doesn't seem like he's always the easiest guy to play with. He kind of just speaks his mind. He he has a little bit of the Draymond quality to him where he's just not afraid to say anything. And and the most easygoing player in basketball, Jimmy Butler. Yeah, Jimmy Butler, who t- talked his way out of his around. last two teams. So I don't know. I think, heads. I think Philadelphia is the team. And, that, the, and the best shooting guard in basketball, Fultz? Oh, Fultz. <laughs> he just disappeared now. He, yeah, uh, so he's got that shoulder. Shoulder Actually, issue they finally diagnosed. I don't know if you guys saw, but Butler did get hurt. Yeah, uh, he did. Was it hamstring? Early test came back and it was no oh, no big damage. I think it's hamstring. So, but they're ten and three with Butler. 
He's averaging yeah. 21 a game. I know they've been great at home. They also have a losing record on the road. They lost tonight, though, at home to uh, the Nets. So oh, wow. Put them in their place a little bit. I, but I kind of agree with you. I, I I wonder if they can't get if they can't get some team chemistry back together going with the big three that they have. I think they're just going to self-destruct. Yeah. That's why I'm not as re- the Pacers though. They impressed Pacers me look- tonight, and they didn't have Oladipo for a while, and they kept winning games. And they're, I think they're legit. I think it is now. I think you have to look at the East as a big five, and then there's yeah. a drop off. I think. Well, I mean, Detroit's old. always going to stick around too, though. But uh, yeah, I feel like they might stick around 500 more than they don't have a lot of pieces yeah i was pretty impressed with like with speaking of the pacers with miles turner the way he stepped up since like oladipo went down miles turner he can shoot threes now and in the modern nba you gotta have that big guy who can shoot and maybe that's what uh changes their team a little bit is him actually you know stepping out there and right how about that uh paul george trade for uh the pacers you know they think that they're gonna just try to get young and be bad for a while. They get Oladipo and Sabonis, and right. they're right back, right to, back being in it. to it. Yeah, but an interesting thing for the Bucks is uh, their strength of schedule. It's Off this site I'm looking at, they have the easiest schedule from here on out. So it's them, and then Toronto is 29th in the league for strength of schedule. Oh, left. That's interesting. Yeah, just, so it's kind of interesting. But, uh, of course, the East is... Right, pretty bad, but yeah, I mean the Bucks. But still, did, they did play the. They already played. They played uh, a lot the, of good West yeah, teams. They played they the, the Warriors out of the way. Nuggets are done for the year. Right, they played Toronto twice already. So yeah. I'm so we'll see how it goes the rest of the year with with they have to play the Bulls a lot. They've they haven't even played Atlanta yet really. Um, maybe played them one. No, I don't know. But anyway, we played the Nets yet. No, I don't think, I don't think so. So, so. So, so they they have some easier easier East teams coming up that hopefully they can feast on, and uh, feast on the East coming up here. Yeah, let's hope so. I didn't get to watch the whole game tonight. Did uh, did my guy Christian Wood get some playing time? Probably not. He's actually yeah. back down. I don't even know if he's at the club right now. Yeah, sorry, yeah. Andy. I'm a big fan of that guy. Yeah, even uh, Jason Smith played the game before against the Cavs. He saw a few minutes, so I don't know. Christian Wood just might be. Jason Smith um, did not look like did not look like a, a, a confident NBA player. No, so he's a good good uh, personality to have around. Could be when he was he thirty five, thirty two. I yeah. just happened to be clicking on. Nice. Him. He's a true right. seven footer, but uh, I don't know. I, I would just like to see Christian Wood get some get some play. Yeah, I like Christian Wood, young athletic and. Too, from what I've seen from him, but yeah, I guess I just feel he needs some time with the herd. Yeah, so just so the to wrap up the Bucks here, they have one more game this week until our next podcast. They have one against Detroit, so we'll see what they do against them. So switching gears a little bit, we'll go into the NFL, but more specifically the the Packers Bears matchup. It's Bear Week. So we were supposed to have a, a a friend of the podcast, Matt, come on, but he was too busy with his own podcast, and he wasn't able to cut away from Matt to come on here. I think he's lying. Probably. He's probably he's scared afraid. to come on here. What's his podcast? The Mitch Trubisky 
worship hour? Is that what it? <laughs> I don't know how you can worship that guy. He, the Bears. They're 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 leading the division despite Mitch Trubisky. The Bears are loaded everywhere except for quarterback. Like usual. Yeah. That's the kind of Bears team. Sexy I like. Rexy. That's the kind of Bears team I like to watch. Have they had a good quarterback? No. I'm trying to go back and think. Jim McMahon, I guess, would be, is probably the best that comes to Eric mind. Eric Kramer? Yeah, he was pretty good. He was he consistent, at least. Yeah, in our life, it's always been the Sexy Bears. Sexy Rexy? Are good, Sex Are good defensively, <laughs> and that's it. Yeah, that's pretty much it. But yeah, they, Harbaugh Jim, <laughs> for a little bit. Jim Miller? <laughs> Jim McGowan? Yeah, Rodgers is 7-2 and two at Chicago. Yeah, that's, that's yeah, a nice number. Including a championship win. Yep. Five of the last six games between the two at Shoulder Shoulder Shoulderfield. Shoulderfield. City of Big Shoulders. Shoulders. I can't say it. <laughs> Somebody else say it. <laughs> well, they've been decided by single digits, so it could be a close game. Yeah, they got good defense, so it's gonna be I think it's gonna be a, a cakewalk. But, Any uh, stretch. The Badgers uh the Badgers. The Packers have won. <laughs> Go to sleep. <laughs> Go to sleep. <laughs> really bedtime. You're talking about me me stroking out. <laughs> Packers have won four in a row in, at Chicago in December, too, so it's kind of an interesting thing. I think they've scored over 30 points in those four games, I believe, too. I'll have to look back at that. Mike, you're kind of in tank mode, right? Yep. So <laughs> I, I mean, I do want them to beat the Bears. So, though. yeah, if they beat the Bears, they're sitting pretty for yeah, the playoffs. Yeah, we're just kind of unfortunate. Start, <laughs> then I want them to start Kaiser against the Jets. So <laughs> the playoff hopes are alive, fellas. They are alive, so this is what needs to happen. Panthers, Redskins, Eagles lose one. That's going to happen. That's going to happen. It's going to happen. They, mm-hmm. I think the Panthers play the Saints. Twice. Uh, Eagles play Rams, I believe. And the Eagles might be without Redskins Carson play Wentz Jaguars. the rest of the year. Yeah, so it, that, but that's going to happen. But without him, so maybe this is the, the magic they need. Yeah. So the Vikings need to lose two, which... They played the Dolphins, who just came off a big win. Still playoff hopes for the Dolphins, I believe. Using sorcery, yeah. They sorcery, beat the Patriots. yes. So they need to lose two. They got Detroit, and then they play Chicago, but in Minnesota, I believe, uh, last week of the season. That Vi- the Vikings team, that's that's a team that had such high hopes coming into the season. I get I get some sick pleasure watching them just completely implode. Yeah. Like, like there's veterans calling already for... Like Kirk Cousins. They they fired their offensive coordinator. Yeah, he's off my head coaching list. <laughs> yeah, that was surprising. <laughs> I am I'm pretty shocked that it's gone this poorly in Minnesota because the, they seem to have on paper about the most talented roster in the league going into the season. It was hard yeah, to argue. It you, was. Maybe the Rams were right up there, but But you talk about quarterback controversy and coaches and stuff like that, and that was all being talked up with the with the whole Rogers McCarthy thing. But you go up to Minnesota and they have like there's turmoil in that locker room where they like they want the removal of Kirk Cousins. I'm like, you guys know that you signed him to a guaranteed contract at 84 million, right? Yeah, they're stuck with him for two more years. Like that's nuts. Or was yeah. it even higher than that? Was it 92? I don't know what the contract was. It was it was high it was though. A lot. But don't worry, corrections will let Enough you know. Money. But I thought it was hilarious how they ridiculed how. I remember friends of mine that were Vikings fans from work and stuff like that, that came up to me and said, way, way to hijack your franchise when they talked about the Aaron Rodgers uh, contract. I'm like, you know it's only like a couple million less than your yeah. contract for Kirk Cousins, right? So the last thing that needs to happen is Packers, of course, need to win out 
two road games. I haven't won on the road yet. <laughs> yeah, perfect so, time to get out. Well, we'll see. So it, starting this week, do they win? Do they win at Chicago? Chicago has had an interesting stretch of they lose on the road to the Giants and give yeah. up 30 points. Yeah. But then they go back home and absolutely lay the wood to the the Rams. They just destroyed the Rams offense. So I just don't understand that, that so NFL good. anymore. I really don't. This don't, parody just drives me nuts sometimes. I know their defense is really good, but this good I mean, Goff had four interceptions. Was was it So did Trubisky too, right? He had three. Three. He uh he attempted thirty passes and for 110 yards. Not a great yards per attempt there. No. I think it was his first game back, right? Yeah. So, not but, that it matters, but Rams yeah. are a good defense too, so. But I don't know. So, I don't know what to make of the Bears. Their defense certainly can show up like that and absolutely dominate, but they've also had a, a couple games. Like the Dolphins, too, were a weird one where I think, uh, uh, what's his name? Osweiler had like a perfect QB rating against them. Yeah, so they've had a couple weird games, but they've seemed to have been on the road. So I don't know. Maybe they're just built for cold weather. Maybe. I, I mean, Vegas has them almost by a touchdown favorite. Yeah, that's pretty good. That's that's pretty significant. Yeah, I'm I'm not completely optimistic. Although I'd, I'd hate to see the Packers lose in Chicago and then also be zero and seven on the road. That's not a good feeling. No, I think what'll matter is. Now that Bell, Bell is on IR, and Bulaga and Taylor are questionable, <laughs> so just oh Khalil Mack's gonna have a feast. Mack, just what you want is a uh, light and uh, <laughs> who are these other guys? McCray or Lucas Patrick? Know. Those are the guys you want trying to block. De beer, you get the beer in there to block. I think you're gonna get a healthy dose Mack. of Kendrick's thing in. Yeah, shipping all. Yeah, day. so I think the keys of this game would be run, 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 right? Yeah. And run, run the pass, pretty much. And I guess uh, uh, quick slants. Yeah, I guess from last week there were some people asking why did Joe Philbin play Jamal Williams so much? And what I heard uh, was it was because yeah, their their scripted plays were mostly passes, and they want Jamal Williams in there for pass protection. So once they got past the scripted plays, they started running Aaron Jones more. But. Right, and we were all kind of shocked on all the quick passes, and actually Philbin planned that. Which was kind of nice to hear that actually, you know, it was to jumpstart that offense, and it did. It did. To, it was to nice to know that it was planned, and it was nice to know that like Rodgers didn't prolong the play to try to make something happen. Right. Quotes. Right. And according to Jason Wildy, he was talking about McCarthy and Aaron's relationship, and he said that uh, Aaron stopped uh, changing plays so much after the Bills game that he put more faith into the actual plays McCarthy was calling, which is interesting, but doesn't mean he wouldn't still extend plays and maybe try to make stuff happen. But uh, Jason Wildey right. said that they actually did try to get on the same page at one point this season of Aaron trusting McCarthy's play calling. After all those reports coming out, like Sports Illustrated and stuff like that, there's more and more reports coming out of Green Bay that they're actually were trying to, their best to repair that. So Right, and it, I find it interesting because most of those stories that were coming out about their re- relationship being so bad were, were national people, and then right. it was like the Packers beat writers, the local uh, take- guys were like, uh, this is actually what's happening, so... 
I think that's good going into, especially the coaching search, right? I think it's good to hear that Aaron tried to work with the the system in place. He's yeah, not as prima donna as some of the national media is trying to make it out to be. Yeah, I would uh, I would hope this is still a top job that a lot of coaches would view it as a destination job. Uh, it's the top job. Let's get serious here. I, know. I don't know. I, I saw I saw some analysts like they did some computer calculation and based on the roster and salaries and potential out- outcome and the and the Browns job came out ahead. Yeah, but again, that could be another hot take from a national does, perspective. I'm just yeah, saying I saw it out there. I know, but one thing they're leaving out of that uh, simulation is: does the Fox River in Green Bay catch on fire? <laughs> nope, because the nope. Cuyahoga in Cleveland has caught on fire from being so polluted. So <laughs> that's why I wouldn't eat Pinchy. He's probably a dirty river lobster, <laughs> been dead in dead in the Cuyahoga for a year. <laughs> oh, oh man. And on that note, <laughs> so so predictions for the for the Bear game. I think it's a win win for for us to be honest. I mean, if they go in there and they beat Chicago, you got to be happy about that. Put a wrinkle in their season and and kind of got bragging rights that we we swept them this season. If they lose, somewhat expected, and it makes I think the rest of the season maybe we can put the playoff dream to bed and then yeah. maybe we can focus on getting a top fifteen draft pick. Right. I think the Packers make it close for about the first half, maybe even, like, tied, and then I think the Bears pull away some, like, 23-13. That's, that's kind of how I see it going, but maybe tied, like, 10-10 at halftime. Yeah. Hmm? I was just laughing because <laughs> he started to say something and gave up his set. Mm-hmm. I'm so out of it right now. He needs to go to bed. be good at picking scores but we better be better than that at picking fantasy players because this week is going to be rough <laughs> what well, is against ourselves so this week's wrinkle is so you're telling me there's not a chance <laughs> oh, which no. is the opposite of the oh, Packers yes. no. <laughs> so is this that is what you're saying? this is for teams that have officially been eliminated from playoff contention it's gotta be a lot right <laughs> I thought it. I thought it left. would be with only three weeks left. Ten teams. Right. It is six. What? Six teams. I that shocked me. There's only two in the NFC that are eliminated, and they're in the same division. Two Cardinals and Niners. To, oh my god! And then the That's AFC. Unbelievable. AFC. You got Bills, Jaguars, Jets, Raiders. So, so you're, you're punishing us right now. Yeah, we're gonna draft the scrubbiest fantasy football team all right i don't want no scrub scrub is a guy who can't get no love from me (laughs) but i'm gonna have to take one because it's draft time (laughs) oh no quick rundown quick rundown here's where we stand i'm in i'm still in first miraculously after my last two weeks of lessons still are picking with 14 points he's jumped to second and 12 and mike bringing up the rear with 10 this is my big week Big comeback week for me. I got the first pick in this. We randomized it. It's slim pickings. And so I f- what's our teams? So we got Cardinals, Niners, Bills, Jaguars, Jets, Raiders. Wow. Those Ugh. six awful teams. It is the worst quarterbacks you could ever imagine. 
But I am going to take a guy that I just can't quit him, even though he's having a bad year. I'll down year. David Johnson. I'll take him. Please just throw him 10 passes. <laughs> Cardinals, you play the Falcons, please. All right, so it's my turn. I'll um I'll pick Christian McCaffrey. That is your go-to every week. That's a great pick. Too bad the Panthers. Crap, I can't pick them up. Even despite their month of losing, mathematically alive. Mathematically alive. All right, uh, I'll take the second best. Second best? Maybe the best running Question back. Question mark? <laughs> running back? Fournette. It's a good pick. This makes me so sad because it, <laughs> those, are like, those are by far the... The best two. Yes, the running backs are now gone. The best two options. Now choose out of the dumpster. Josh Allen. I'll go Josh Allen. I'm going to go with Josh Allen, quarterback. Fantasy. Because you guys stole the best players, positional. Fantasy Ugh. folk hero. All right, Josh Allen. Yeah. You want it, you want it for Pete? Future Hall of Famer. He'll lose it for me. Yeah. Josh Allen. And then Wait. I got the turn. Oh, man, I got to right back at it again. I guess I'll go with the best wide receiver available at this point. You guys wrapped up the running backs. I'll uh, I'll go Fitzgerald. So you you burst the quarterback and wide receiver bubble now. Yeah, have fun with that, boys. All right, I will go with the man who retired but came back. He's questionable to retire. Questionable to retire. He had two decent weeks the last two weeks. Jordy Nelson. Got to go with Jordy Nelson. Yeah, he's just a feel-good pick. Yeah, you why like to not? cheer for him. Well, I don't... Now that Fitz and Jordy are gone, I don't want to miss out on any more wide receivers. <laughs> and there is nobody left. <laughs> I am going to go with Dante Pettis. San Francisco, he's back from injury. He's going he's gonna to light the Seahawks up. He might have 400 yards. And then... My guy, I'm going to pick this guy just because I love his name. Didi Westbrook. Didi. Nice. I just love Didi. That is a good name. Let's get ready for a, a Keelan Cole <laughs> breakout. So I need a running back, quarterback, and wide receiver. Um, McCoy. This is the problem with Wednesdays. Like, everybody's questionable every turn. <laughs> nice <Yes>. plug. <laughs> Like the whole Hashtag. Jets, the whole Jets backfield is like questionable. This is not hard. Not Just all of them. Well, Ivory had a good week last week. Well, as in twelve carries, is that good? <laughs> out of out of this group, it is good. Okay, I'll I'll take Ivory. They, they're playing the Lions hey, at home. So. Lions are pretty bad. Yeah. So yeah, we'll go with Ivory. Lions are pretty bad, but mathematically alive. Mathematically <laughs> alive. That's so I'm terrible. Kidding. That shocked me. Yeah, Atlanta and Detroit are mathematically that is alive. Crazy. Oh, it's so terrible. There is t- nobody left from running back perspective. They're all hurt. They're all questionable. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the with Elijah McGuire. High upside, I feel. And then if he's injured, I'm just gonna throw some other random person in because it doesn't really matter. It's a it's just perfectly like, fine strategy. Yep. And then speaking of also, there's nobody left because of these. Really, really stellar teams. There's no good wide receivers left, so I'm going to go Jared Cook. Oh, I like that. I like to see a tight end make an appearance. Well, he was once supposed to be the best quarterback ever. Are you talking about future MVP? Future MVP. As everyone was predicting a couple years ago? 
Yeah, Derek Carr. That's a good pick because it really makes it tough on me for quarterback. Derek, I'm better than David Carr. Well, I'm going to fill out my backfield with Doug Martin, leaving me only only needing a quarterback. All right. I got Rosen, Mullins, and Kessler to pick from. I love Didi so much. He's going to have a huge game, all in part to my quarterback, Cody Kessler. Kessler and Coke. Yeah. Love it. All right, my turn. Yeah. I need a wide receiver. There's a lot of them to choose from. <laughs> There's not. Let's say, let's just close my eyes and pick. There's something called an <laughs> R. Foster with the Bills. There's something called an <laughs> R. Foster. Uh, let's just go Zay Jones. Oh, he, you're going the other Bill. He had two touchdowns, I think, the week before. Okay. Not last week, but a couple weeks ago. So, yeah, we'll go Zay Jones. We'll, uh, we'll hope Allen throws him some touchdowns. All right, Andy. Who's Mr. Irrelevant? This this mm. week it might actually mm. be a Mr. Irrelevant. But yeah, like actually like zero points. Yeah. So, speaking in that same vein as I'm just going to take who I, the most injured running back and then just insert random person because it really doesn't matter, I'm going to go with Matt Breida. Mm. Currently projected to score zero points. He did get in a, a, what is it, partial practice today. That's worth the risk. So if he doesn't go, then it's next man up. Yeah, you can get um, some guy named Jeff Wilson. I have no right. idea who some of these guys are, and we watch a lot of football. Yeah, no. Insert Simpson, Simpsons, Homer Simpson. I don't even know that guy's <laughs> name. So what do you got for a team, Andy? Do we even need to go through it? You do. Bunch of scrubs. I'll Josh Allen, some- Fitzgerald, McGuire, Jared Cook's probably my best player. Here's my memory. Pete, who do you have? Fournette, Jordy, Ivory, Carr, and Zay Jones. Here's why we had to go through it. I got my boy Cody Kessler, and then all my skill players are the D squad. <laughs> David Johnson. <laughs> Doug Martin. Dee Dee Westbrook. Dante Pettis. That's my team. So before we go out, (laughs) this made me think of it. Which car is better at this point? I mean, it was almost like a clear-cut case that Derek Carr was better. Mm -hmm. But is he now? Is he better than his brother David? All I remember... Maybe we'll save that for a different day. Yeah, because all I remember about David Carr is him just getting sacked like every play and them talking about like, oh, they're breaking records for sacks allowed. Right. But he was on a terrible Houston team. Yeah, yeah, that's when they were in expansion. Yeah, he I just was remember having... 23 and 56. 59% uh, completion percentage. 65 touchdowns, 71 interceptions. Oh, that's a little closer than I would have guessed. I think I think Derek's better. Yeah, we also there's quite an age difference there. I think we need to look into uh, his family there. Yeah, was uh, Derek an accident? Whoop! Sorry, Derek. Mm. I know he's a avid listener. I know this would be awkward. Yeah. This would be awkward. He's supposed to right. call in next week. Yeah. Well, well, we just lost another another interview. It's interesting. I'm sure this is for our audience car talk yeah. I just thought it was odd but we'll get you guys out of here fantasy football 
wrapped up. So in closing, we need help from you guys. We need some participation to help us with the quest awards. We need some good questions and topics. You guys have helped us out in the past, so feel free to keep reaching us out. Reaching out to us at questionabletoreturn.com slash mailbag. And then you can always reach out to us on social media. We're on Facebook, facebook.com slash questionabletoreturn, Twitter, Q2Return. And personally, you can reach out to me at Andy, the number nine, M-A-N. You can find me at Mike R. Daly. You can find me at, at P. Cozy Jr. So as always, we appreciate the, the love, the share, the likes. But keep it up. Keep uh, rating us. The five-star reviews really do help us. iTunes and any other uh, places you guys listen to this podcast. The support's much appreciated. But share with a friend. If you find it interesting, give it to somebody else. One other person. We appreciate it. So with that, hopefully Bucks turn it around. Packers got a big game against the Bears. We'll be back with you at the end of the end of the weekend. Goodbye, everybody. Peace. Later.